Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Michael Foley, and this is Inspire, Empower, and Enable, Life Lessons from the Dojo. Inspire, Empower, and Enable, Life Lessons from the Dojo is sponsored by the Center for Humane Living in Phoenix, Arizona, which has as its vision to inspire all people to live peaceful and compassionate lives. My goal is to incorporate ancient wisdom acquired from a lifelong study of martial arts, formal business leadership and coaching training, and my life experiences as a maternal fetal medicine physician, husband, and father of three to explore strategies for living a happy and fulfilled life. My approach is to use eclectic storytelling to help with the discovery of universal truths that may be applicable to your life. Don't believe anything I say, however. Seek to discover it all for yourself. Let's get started with today's topic. The next lesson is the ensemble is the new team. What is an ensemble? I often ask many of my students, and they seem to know pretty well what an ensemble is. They say, oh, Dr. Foley, it's uh, it's kind of like when a bunch of people get together with different musical instruments, and they play, and they kind of get it together, and it sounds wonderful at the end because they all play their instrument, and it kind of blends together. It's called an ensemble, and they're absolutely right. Uh, each member of the band actually brings in their strength. It brings in the instrument that they're playing and contributes it to um, the whole to make beautiful music together. And at the end, you have a really harmonious sound that comes together. Uh, we call that an ensemble. Um, so I, th- I thought that was pretty interesting. We all know what a team is, of course, that we all know all the acronyms that together everyone achieves more. And we do know, though, however, a team kind of implies that there's some sort of competition. There's competition either among or between entities um, it's often a team that's playing against another team in a game, etc. Or it's a team at work, and we kind of use that term ubiquitously to say, hey, we're a team, and we're going to get together and do this right. Well, I really found out some new language and I guess a new intent about how I like to think about this with our residents, with my martial arts students, and with teams that I lead, essentially. And I want to kind of see if it makes some sense to you. Um, it actually comes from Second City and the book written, Yes And. It's about the philosophy of how they get together and they do improv. Um, and they talk about uh, how a great improv actually works. They say that uh, it's not really trying to be funny when they're putting together an improv. They're trying to be clever. And there are three rules that they use at Second City, I'm told, to make a wonderful improv and to make it really clever and everyone is entertained. So what are the three rules? The first rule is, is that when you start off an improv with someone else, that you're open and you're receptive to them. You never put it down. You never shut it down. You just kind of go with it and you kind of go with the flow and you make it happen with the other person. The second rule is that you kind of keep things always on the positive spin. You never go down the negative tunnel and you never use the word yes, but you always use yes. And because when you use the word yes, but in any sentence that you use, it kind of negates what you just said. It's like, I really think you're a great basketball player, but what you just meant is, is that you really don't think they're a great basketball player because you use the word, but, but if you're going to make a criticism or you're going to try to help them out, you use, I really think you're a great basketball player. And these are the things that you can do to improve. So 
The second rule actually is to be open and positive and to keep things on the positive note. No one goes down a negative tunnel. Try not to use the word but. The last rule I think is really the amazing rule too is, is that they do everything possible to make the other person in the improv look wonderful. Make them look great. So these three rules are be receptive, stay positive, and do what you can to make the other person look great are really what makes the improv work. It makes it entertaining. It allows it to be clever and it keeps it going. The people at Second City say these are the rules that not only make an improv work, but they really kind of make it work outside of the improv arena. They make it work on what we call teams. For example, how is it that your team functions at work, at home, or at play? Your team kind of works together, right? Everybody should be playing to their strengths. If it's a basketball team, for example, you put the tall guy or the girl under the basket so they can do uh, the rebound. Or you take the three-point shooter and you put them at the three-point line. You don't put them underneath the basket because they're not as tall. They can't play to their strength. You put them where they can play to their strengths. The people that have the real strong arms and can pitch those are the people on the mound and the hitters hit. There's every aspect of what we're talking about. If you're a huge person, maybe you're a lineman, you're not a running back. Everyone plays to their strength on teams. So that's a really fabulous approach. And I, and I like the word using teams, but I like you to think about what they do in the concept of the improv. They don't call themselves a team. They, they don't call themselves a team because they're not competing with each other for the limelight when they're doing the improv. They're trying to make everybody look good. They're trying to make the other person look good. They're trying to be positive and receptive. So they change the language of, hey, we're not a great improv team, but we are an ensemble. Just like the musical ensemble that we let off with is that everyone's playing their part to make it magical, to make it beautiful at the end. And everything, every voice comes to the top, just like every musical instrument comes out and makes it a beautiful, magical, harmonious tune. If you're playing as an ensemble, then what you're doing is that you're receptive to everyone's idea. You're not shooting anything down. You're not going down the negative tunnel. You're trying to keep everything positive and you're doing whatever you possibly can to make the other person look good. Just think how this might work at your work team, so to speak. That your team is your work. You're really not competing against each other. You're not really competing about how to get somewhere or get something done, you're really trying to make the company look good. You're trying to make each other look good. And you're actually trying to make it magical. And whatever work that you're doing it, you want it to be a magical, harmonious tune at the end of the day. So the concept is, is that as you're building teams now, as you're looking at work teams or school teams or, you know, my business, medical teams, what you ought to be thinking about is how is it that you can have everyone playing to their strength on the team, doing what they're supposed to do, playing their special instruments, so to speak, so that they're all contributing in an ensemble. They're contributing in an ensemble, and like the Second City folks, they are receptive and open to people's ideas. They are staying positive and kind of staying away from the negative drain. And lastly... What they're doing is they're doing whatever they can to make the other person look positive. This is the ensemble mentality. So therefore, ensemble is our new team. 
See if you can approach this in the world that you work in or live in and see if you can start making the people around you play to their strengths and be an ensemble. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Inspire, Empower, and Enable, Life Lessons from the Dojo. We hope the information shared perturbs new thinking about finding fulfillment and harmony in your lives. We hope to inspire all people to live peaceful and compassionate lives. So feel free to share this podcast widely with members of your family, at work, and at school. If you find the information helpful, please subscribe so that further episodes are sent your direction.